Welcome to the What is Happening in Salt Lake podcast series, brought to you by slc.gov and the Salt Lake Small Business Development Center. The purpose of the podcast series is to review topics relevant to Salt Lake-based business owners and startups, as well as to highlight success stories from other entrepreneurs. Hello, Salt Lake City. Welcome to a new startup SLC podcast. I'm Will Wright with Salt Lake City Economic Development, here with Peter Callister from the Small Business Development Center and Sal Soberino from Sobe Eats. Hi, everybody. How are you? Good to have you here. Looking forward to talking to you today. So why don't we start off with, give us a little bit of background about you and the business. Excellent. So we started the company not long ago, actually seven months ago, if you believe that. My brothers and I are uh, professional chefs. We've been in the industry for about 20 plus years. We were part of the opening chefs of the Grand America Hotel for the Winter Olympics. We went separate ways. I ended up going to Rich Cartons in Georgetown and then found my way down to South Florida where my last project was with uh, Jimmy Buffett and uh, we created Margaritaville, which was the first hotel that was built with all of Jimmy Buffett's concepts in one roof. Do they have a cheeseburger in paradise? They do. That's the main dish at the Margaritaville. I love that place in Maui. (laughs) It is amazing. So that was the first hotel that was created uh, where all his concepts were there because he has single concepts, Margaritaville, Landsharks, uh, License to Chill. The hotel was built for that reason and became like a flagship where future investors would come in. All the recipes were made there. So we were hand in hand with the corporate chefs from Margaritaville and then the future investors uh, will come in. And uh, now there are uh, Margaritaville hotels everywhere. There's one that they just released that that's going to be in Times Square. It's going to be like a vertical Margaritaville, basically a cruise ship on land where uh, nobody leaves. You know, you can go, you get multiple options. So that was my last collaboration. I think it started with my father passing away, and that was an f- interesting story. He passed away two years ago. I was away. I've been away for 14 years. All my family's here. So I keep coming and visit, and uh, when we were celebrating his passing, you know, we found ourselves cooking with my brothers. We always cook at my sister's house, and we were doing some type of a potluck kind of things. You bring this, you bring that. So we were making tostadas. Tostadas is something that we uh, grew up with when we were kids. And in celebration, we started enjoying all of these things that we were putting together. And uh, we said then we should really be doing something on our on our own. My brother, Fernando, uh, he's now the executive chef at the Grand. Uh, my younger brother, he's the executive banquet chef at the Grand. So we decided to kind of put our career and uh, our journey into a creation of our own. And that's how the concept started. I left my job in Florida and... My son and I drove up here, it took us about seven days, and um, we started on May, May 5th of this year. That's way cool. Yeah, what a, what a great backstory. And welcome back. We're really lucky and happy to have you. Thank you. Could you tell us a little bit, maybe share with us some of the challenges that you faced starting this new business? And um, have there been any challenges that you think might be you know, specific to starting up a business as a Latino? Absolutely. I think the biggest challenge for myself or anybody who wanted to go in business would be uh, realizing that your salary will change. Uh, understanding that it's ideal to start a business. The second one will be um, you know, managing whatever capital we have so we have enough to lead us to our further goals. Another challenge that we might have is you know, learning about permits as a new entrepreneur, what we need to get, uh, where do we need to go, um, how do we get them? And then uh, the biggest challenge that I will see will be our uh, workforce, uh, labor. Um, you know, 
it's 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 been a little difficult to find uh, employees. Uh, now we're looking for for some employees, and that that will be the biggest challenge. And I think not only myself, but um, the whole city, it's kind of struggling based on what I what I've heard. As a Latino, it's been well received and gotten great help from uh, from the city as well. How have things changed from when you left 14 years ago to? The coming back. Yeah. How's the environment changed? Uh, a great deal has changed. And I think uh, I was having a conversation earlier when I arrived here in 1992. Um, we needed to bring our tortillas from Mexico or our peppers. My mom was, used to send them. Or LA was the closest community for us. So I lived here for 12 years. A few changes happened. There was a few stores that were already uh, named here in the city. After being gone for 14 years, I can tell you that it has grown tremendously. I think the Latino community has has grown uh, a great deal. And now I'm always looking for good Mexican food. And I think here it's the closest flavor to home. So, Well, and you touch on a little bit, but maybe expand on how the food scene has changed in oh, those 14 uh, years. A great deal. A great deal. I think South Lake City, it's on the verge of becoming a food destination. Um, there is great chefs in the city. There is great chefs that are doing interesting things. And South Lake City itself is growing a great deal. Everywhere you go, it is uh, developments, whether housing, whether buildings. I was listening on the radio the other day where we have one of the cities that has less unemployment. The unemployment rate is, is less than the nation. So we're definitely growing, and uh, uh, it has changed a lot. It will definitely be more of a metropolis now. Hopefully the other Olympics will come here, and uh, it will definitely be a destination pretty soon, if it's not if it not already is. But food scene, it has changed tremendously. Great work out there from uh, a lot of the chefs and entrepreneurs on the food and beverage industry. So I've been working with Sal for a number of months now. And I thought he was just at the holiday market, which is a little further away from where I live. And I happened to run into him at the 9th and 9th Festival a few weeks back. Absolutely delicious food. I'm, I'm ashamed it took me so long to try it. Where else are you? I know you're in a lot of different places. Where can people find your food? Thank you, Peter. Thank you for the compliment. Uh, since we started, we did major festivals around the city. During the summer, we kind of did a lot of farmers markets. We did the Liberty Park farmers markets. We were at the University Sustainability farmers market. But we are now working with the South Palace Convention Center. Our menu has been actually selling there for future uh, events. We also work on concessions. We just did a solar power uh, convention there a couple of weeks ago. It's about 20,000 people in collaboration with concessions and other food vendors. We uh, just finished a BYU contract. We're there for the basketball season, November through uh, April, I believe. And in between, there will be more events. We are in conversations with the University of Utah to possibly uh, be part of some of their programs there. So we're very excited about that. And uh, we feel very welcome. That's very cool. Yeah, excellent. So I'm kind of curious if just kind of looking back on the journey, because I think I met you about the same time, maybe seven months ago. And just looking back on the journey since we've met and you met with Peter, is there anything that you might change or do differently? Yes, um, I think so. When we met, and I think my brothers also met uh, you and and Roberta, our original idea was to open a brick and mortar from the get-go. When I was driving this way, we were looking into that, and they were looking at the business plans. And I think one of the challenges, and I didn't mention, it earlier was uh, you know developing a business plan and how long it takes and finding the right space so we started with the food truck and the catering so now if you ask me we're still looking for a brick and mortar it won't be a specific restaurant so we're looking more for a central kitchen where we can have our operations or our kitchen lab to develop and continue developing 
uh, more concepts and work on our concept and uh, work our mobile units out of there in just a small storefront for people to come and try our food and uh, possibly take out and uh, work with local delivery services and stuff like that. So yeah, our priorities has changed since we've met. So we still won the brick and mortar, but in addition, more of a banquet and catering facilities. One of the things that has impressed me about you and your brothers is you haven't taken in a lot of money to validate that people like your food. You've put yourself out there in a way where you haven't had to put out a ton of capital, but people are really attracted to what you do, which I think has given you guys confidence uh, to take the next step in working with some of these other vendors, which I think is really smart. What advice would you have for emerging food entrepreneurs? It has been really very successful from the start, and I think we're as sustainable as possible. We source most of our items locally, so we develop relationships uh, along the way. Our concept, it's all about being environmentally friendly. So everything that we've used, we're using our plant-based or bamboo forks, fallen palm tree leaves, bowls that are compressed. And I think the whole concept has been well, well received. And to mention the capital, we have been fortunate enough to generate enough revenue to go to the next step and go to the next step. And we purchased a trailer, which wasn't on our capital in the beginning. We finished it. We still have a truck that we're still working on. But I think the concept has been a success due to the sustainability and environmentally friendly, using fresh ingredients. And we're putting really, really a lot of passion into what we're doing. Well, and I'll throw this out there. You're the first food truck company that didn't start as a food truck that I've come across. You guys started as a food tent right? That is correct. My brother, Victor, he always uh, referred this. We started with a $140 food tent. At one of the events, uh, we had two simultaneous events, and we, we had a food tent for a while. I remember we were in one of the food parks, which was one of the first food parks that gave us our opportunity, Soho Food Park. They only uh, allow food trucks. There's about 300 food trucks around the city. In order for you to get in the park, the owner goes to visit you try your food, and if he feels that there's a fit for the area and he likes the food, he invites you. We didn't have a food truck then, the first two weeks that we started. We approached him. We said, we don't have a food truck, but we have a tent. Can you give us a chance? We only need five minutes. We set up the tent. He loved the food. He loved the concept. He gave us about 30 days for uh, the summer, and that kind of helped us build our steady you know, revenue from there. But we did started in a tent for the first two or three months. And we continue to do tents. Um, that's kind of whenever you say, I see you guys everywhere. We have the truck in a place and the tent could be in a farmer's market or a catering event, but we continue to do our tent as well. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've been able to use the resources that are available to you, like at SBDC and maybe with the city to help you get off the ground or even just give advice to entrepreneurs who are looking to do the same? Absolutely. I think one of the greatest benefits that we have gotten is working with the economic development in this SBDC. We partnered up with them and they're actually approaches and they've been very, very helpful from the beginning. Peter uh, William, the office of Roberta, has uh, given us enough resources for us to work on leads that we're still working on for future brick and mortars. And uh, that support has been tremendous for us, really. It has helped us a lot, a great deal. Yeah. So, well, I really don't have any more questions for you, but Sal, thanks so much for talking to us today. Sharing your passion and your experience with us has really been interesting and a lot of fun. Well, one more quick thing. Uh, what are you hiring for? Thank you. Wow. With these two universities, we will be hiring cashiers in food preparation. You can find us at our website. It's sobe slash eats 
sobeeats.com. Our Instagram is at sobeeats, S-O-B-E-E-A-T-S, and you can find us there. We will soon be probably looking for more uh, positions, but uh, that will be somewhere in the future. Well, I can tell you, you should try their food. It is awesome. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, William and Peter, and we were happy to be here.